Welcome to the Like Destiny podcast. Um, and so this week, what I want to do, um, keeping on the theme of communication, and keeping on the theme of communication as, as you are a leader, looking at um, how do we then communicate when we have a group of people that we're leading, when there's someone who has a problem within that group, whether it's behaviour or attitude or whatever, something that's happening in the group and as a leader, how are you going to deal with it? What are we going to do? How are we going to approach the person that's got the problem or creating the problem? Um, so to begin with, I just want to say that, you know, it, it is good for, for to do that as leaders. And Paul said in Titus chapter 3, verse 10, um, he says, warn a divisive person once, then a second time, then have nothing to do with him. So, so that's Paul's advice. It's like, you need to deal with this. But if the person's not willing to do anything about their behavior, then it's okay to say, right, you can leave the group, right? So, so that's, that's Paul's perspective on the matter. So it is actually okay as a leader to deal with behavior and, and come in and sort it out. Are you with me? I know you're okay. So we're going we're gonna to look this afternoon at maybe some, some ways in which we can do that without making matters worse and without crushing the person and, and hopefully resolving the conflict, okay? I think the first thing to remember is to keep your love on. Remember Danny Silk says that all the time and I think you've, you've have you completed the course with that, you're going through that, yeah? Keeping your love on. I think that is the most important thing. When, when Jesus was asked the question, what is the most important commandment? He said, to, he said, his reply was to love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. And he said to love others like you love yourself. And actually, love is the key to anything that we do at any time, especially when it comes to communicating and especially when it comes to communicating when there's a problem. So keep your love on. And if you don't feel like you've got love or you've not got enough love, we know the source of love. Okay. Um, John, I want John 4.19 says that we get to love because he first loved us. Right. So, so if you're lacking love, then just receive a bit more. It's as simple as that. It's like, you know what, Jesus, you are the resource of love, the source of love. And I need a bit of love for this person. Because occasionally there will be times when the person might just rub you up the wrong way. Okay? We have personality clashes or whatever. You've got to deal with this person and they're driving you to distraction. You know, like you, you want to kick them into touch, but you know that you need to deal with the issue. Um, go to the Father and say, I need a bit of love for this, this person. I need your love pour into me and pour through me um, all that I need. Okay, so that's the first one. And if you think about it, you know, 1 John 3 verse 1 says, how great the love the Father has lavished upon us. Okay, so his love is lavish. There's enough to go around. Okay, so whenever you're lacking, just get a bit more, okay? And the second thing to remember, and I think we talked about it last week, last time I spoke, 
was the whole issue of honor as well. Okay, honor. So when, before, even before we, we come and sit down with someone and discuss with them, we need to honor them. We need to keep in mind who they are and how God sees them. And especially, you know, like, like if it's someone that's really irritating you and they're really causing a big problem and you can't think of anything nice to think about them, sit down and, and prophesy over them. You know, get your pen out and journal and say, God, what do you think about this person? And write it down. And then get that in your head before you sit down in front of them. So, so you're seeing the gold in them and you're focusing on who they are. So you, you don't end up like going in there and crushing them. You're doing it from a God perspective. What does he say? What does he think about this person? Okay. Are you with me? Jolly good. So how did Paul do it? Okay. 1 Corinthians is an excellent example of how Paul dealt with issues within the church. When something was going wrong, 1 Corinthians is a letter basically to deal with um, some immorality that was going on and some disputes and things that were going on in the church in Corinth. And Paul wrote 1, 1 Corinthians to deal with those issues. Okay, and, and if we read, we're not going to read it all today, but my suggestion is at some point for homework, you take the book of 1 Corinthians and you read it, and you read it in view of, and from the perspective of, Paul is a leader dealing with an issue. How did he deal with it? Okay, 1 Corinthians. Because it's a really, really good way. Um, and we call it, in modern day terms, we, we call what Paul did, a sandwich approach. A sandwich approach. So you've got the bread and the bread and the thing in the middle. Okay, so it's like the bread is the truth. The bread at the end is the truth. This is how God sees them. And the gunk is the, the filling in the middle that needs to be dealt with. Okay. So Paul starts his letter. And the thing that that I love about it, and it was like like I was saying before, you look at the person and you see the gold inside of them, who they really are, what God has created them to be. This is what Paul did because he, he started off the letter by saying, dear saints in Corinth, okay? He's calling them holy people. That's the truth, right? That's what God has made them to be, regardless of the gunk that's going on. He's right. He's writing the letter. The purpose of the letter is to deal with the immorality, is to deal with the disputes and the legal things that are going on that needs to be sorted. But he doesn't start off with that. He starts off with the truth, and he says, "Dear saints, dear holy ones." Okay. So, so when when you come in to deal with an issue, remember who they are. Remember what God has created them to be. Remember what Jesus has made them, and and begin with that focus on that to begin with okay he's just like in the first few chapters he's just pouring out as to who they are how wonderful you know and the loving god and what god has done and then from chapters five to eight he deals with the stuff okay he corrects them for the divisions and actually he becomes quite stern at one point right he's actually saying look if this cannot be dealt with, 
if this person, these people that are causing this problem, you know, this, it was a man who was doing sexual immorality, if he doesn't repent, then ask him to leave until he does repent. It's basically what Paul, was, Paul ends up saying. It's like, this has got to be dealt with. And I think it's quite significant that we, we remember this as leaders because Paul himself... It's okay. Paul is, is a grace teacher, okay? He, he's like... Like, great legalism is out the window with Paul. He hates it. He goes after it like, a, you know, goes for the jugular. Um, he, he's like, you were saved by grace alone. You know, it's all about the cross. It's all about him. And yet he's, he's still dealing with the sin issue. And, and I think it's because the sin issue affects people. That those consequences to our actions, okay? And Paul knows that. And he's like, okay, you're, you're holy, you're saved, you're sanctified, and, and God loves you, but this is destroying you. This is causing problems for you, and so we're going to deal with it. Okay, so that, that is important, I think, to remember that as leaders. Okay, so we don't brush things under the carpet, we don't pretend it's not there. We actually deal with it, but knowing that it's because God wants people to walk into freedom. Okay. You with me? Yeah. Jolly good. So chapters five to eight, he's like, okay, let's deal with this issue. Sort it out. Let's get, you know, let's start living how God has created us to live. And then in chapter 10, he begins to build the people back up again. He start. he starts, he goes, you know, the sandwich approach. He starts like, pouring in love again and reminding them who they are and, and what God has done and who, you know, um, and then he finishes with the, the goodbyes and love you loads, sort of um, kiss kiss at the end mm-hmm. or sort of, okay. So he finishes on love. So how do we translate that into our everyday life and when as leaders we you know, we come up against something <coughs> that we need to deal with. Excuse me, my throat's a bit croaky, that side. <laughs> oh, touch the top of the screen. If you touch the top, it goes back to the it top, doesn't up, it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <"Wah!" laughs> So when we're giving feedback, let's give it constructively, okay? So giving constructive feedback to someone who you're leading that has an issue or a behavior problem. Let's do it based on Paul's model. Let's do it based on the model of the sandwich approach. But before you even sit down with someone, um, ask yourself the question, why am I going to do this? You know, what, what's the purpose of me giving this feedback? What is my motive, right? Am I going to sit down with this pe- person 
and tell them how bad they are because I need to feel my, make myself feel good. I need to get it off my chest. Um, is it because I'm angry? What is my motive? Okay. Sort your motive out first. Because what you, as a leader, what your motive should be is to bring that person to a place of freedom and wholeness. Okay. It's not to get your own back at them. It's not so you can have a rant, get it off your chest. Your role is to, to lead that person um, to back into who they are, what Christ has done for them. So spend a bit of time just working on your heart, dealing with your motive and getting that to scratch before you sit down with the person. Then you, however you do it, whether you bring them into your office or you bring them into your home or you go for coffee or, or whatever, you actually have that one-on-one time with them, okay? So, so if you're going to reprimand someone, you don't do it publicly. You do it one-on-one. You sit down with them. And you talk to them about the issue that you feel is, is a problem. And again, begin with the positive and end on a positive. And then when, when you actually come to, to discuss the problem, be absolutely specific and descriptive about what it is that is the problem. So, so, you know, you don't just say, you know, you're just a pain in the neck, you, you know, you, your communication is rubbish and, and no, you, you need to be more specific than that. You need to sit down. This is the problem. This is the behavior I've seen, I've witnessed, and this is what is happening to those around you. So, so you're going to talk about the behavior, give examples of what you've seen. And then explain to them how it is affecting you as a person or affecting those around them so, so that they can see where you're coming from. Okay, so you're not just like at them. You're actually laying it out on the table what the problem is and why and the results of the problem. Um, if you're giving your opinion, make sure you make that clear to them that it, this is my opinion. Right? So own your thoughts, own your opinions. Are you with me? Yeah. Okay. And when you're giving that feedback and you're describing the behavior to them and the effect that it's had, then go on to give alternatives, how they could have done it, what they, you know, what would have been better, um, so, so give them examples of alternatives. And then be clear to them what changes you want them to make. So, so you know, you're not just... So you've described to them the, the problem, the effect. You've given examples and then... And then, right, as a leader, I'm going to be observing you and this is the changes that I want you to, to do. These are the things that, that I want you to change. So, so that they, they go away with, a, with an example of, well, this is how I can fix the problem. Okay. And then if necessary... 
spell out the, the consequences of them not changing. Now, of course, it, this all depends on the severity of the problem that's going on. You know, like if, if it's just someone that's, you know, been rowdy and dangerous or a bit of a bully, that's a little bit different to someone that... Do, do, you, see, do you see what I'm saying? Um, but Paul gave the consequences, didn't he? He's like, you know what? If this guy's not going to change, then ask him to leave until he does change. That was a severe consequence. And hopefully we never get to that point. Um, the majority of times, I don't think we will. You know, if you're, if you're doing everything that we've said so far on this course about, you know, creating that place of trustworthy atmosphere and creating a place of honour and, and investing in people... Um, it probably won't come to the point of where you're saying, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Um, hopefully not, anyway. But what would be the consequence? You know, what, are, is there going to be a consequence? Um, you, need to, you need to have had thought all this through before you sit down with the person that you're going to discuss it with. Okay. But remember, in all of this, you're, the main motive and the main reason for doing it is to help that person become who God has created them to be, okay? It's to help them step into just who they are or who they should be, you know, like who... Um, so it's not about... Um, it's not about pointing the finger. It's about bringing people into a place of wholeness. And so that's why love is so much the key. Ah, what was my last sentence? Love is the key. Love is the key. Bringing them into a place of wholeness, mm, and that's yeah. why love is the key. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> not paying attention to myself, am I? <laughs> I'd already started thinking out what's next. <laughs> it's like that in France when you, oh, when you're like from somewhere in Africa or somewhere, and you, you're going in the flow and you're teaching, and then and but you're using a translator, and then suddenly the translator gets stuck on what you've said, yeah. and you've like. It can throw you sometimes because you've then got to try and repeat. <laughs> like, what have I just said? <laughs> yeah. Any questions so far? I do. Um, I think probably that would depend on, again, on what it is and um, the issues. Um, because I've had it in industry, I've somebody said, well, emphasis doesn't miss, so why mm -hmm. do I have to do it differently? 
Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, in the first instance, I would be saying to the person, well, at the moment, my, my priority is you right now. Yeah. Um, you're sat in front of me. You're number one in this moment. Okay, you're the most important person right now. Let, let's talk about you. And then you worry about me talking about the other person. So, you know, like, you can yeah. say, say to them, you know, like, right now, this is about you. Um, and I will talk to the other person if necessary, but you leave that to me. Don't You don't be worried about what the other people are, are doing. That's not your your problem. Your problem is you. And maybe problem is not the right word. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think... I guess the word discipline, if you, I didn't use that word, it's quite a strong word, but then I suppose it is discipline in one sense, but, but you, it's more about, rather than chastising or discipline, this is more about getting, helping people to become better, yeah. you know, become who, who they are and to improve who they are. Um, Yeah, I suppose, I suppose it is discipline, isn't it? Just sounds a strong word to me. But, but yeah, it's, it's about dealing with issues, isn't it? And then in, perhaps in a church, there is not only one leader, but a leader group, which one should have the conversation with, with the broad person. Oh gosh! I just I would start. Yeah. No, I would I would say one person or two. In like if you if you felt it necessary, then then have two of you there. Um, again, it depends on the person. It depends on the issue. Um, you might feel it. It it would be wise to have a second person there for you know as a witness. Sort of thing, depending on it, really depends on what we're we're talking about. Um, but but I, I I'm not so because um, again there, there is there is that whole you know Jesus said you know you've got a problem with someone go and talk to them if that's not dealt with go get the elders and and then you know um, so at that it might be that the issue is someone's come to you with a problem with someone else. That's also a possibility because they've done biblically. So you might bring that person in with you or you might not. Again, it depends. And that's something that, you know, Peter says, doesn't he? And I can't remember the actual reference, but he says, hey, if you lack wisdom, ask. Mm. So, so like in a situation like this and you think, right, who should sit down with this person? Should I bring this other person in? Should I just ask God, you know, like what's the best way to deal with this? Um, because at the end of the day, they're his kids, and we're just partnering with God in in, in leading and, and guiding and, and you know um, loving on them on on God's behalf, really. So so the whole of this process, we're going to keep our love on, we're going to keep our honour on, but we're going to keep in contact with Holy Spirit. You know that again, and and that would still work in the in the workplace as well. You know, like we have such an advantage as, as Christians because we're not doing life on our own. We're doing it in partnership with God. And so, so you know, you, you, you just talk to God about it before you go in. 
Um, and even while you're in that situation, um, shoot those little arrow prayers up. You know, those, those little yeah. God help me prayers. Um, and the wisdom will come. And I know I've done that where, you know, I've been in a conversation with someone and I've drawn a blank in my head and I'm like, I don't know what to say to you next. Like, I don't know how to help you right now. And I've just said, God, need your wisdom. I've not said it out loud in front of them, but, but quietly in my head, I'm like, God, I need your help right now. And suddenly I've become like really wise and I've come away thinking, gosh, that, I would <laughs> never have thought of doing that, but, but I've yeah. come up with a solution. And so, so whenever we're doing this, okay, we're, we're doing it with the love of God and, and the help of God and the wisdom of God um, because we work in partnership with him, okay? So you're never alone in it, never alone. Any more thoughts, comments? if someone came to you and was like, oh, this person's doing this and they're doing this as well and blah, 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 blah. Would you maybe like consider like talking to them first and discovering like why it is that this person's getting like so rallied up? Like, I mean, if, they're, if the other person was really doing something horrendous, then like sorting that out. But sometimes like, because I know like if something's winding me up and that about someone, like the problem's within me, like rather than me the person. Probably, yeah, yeah. And it, it might be that you just say, okay, let's just talk to Holy Spirit about that. In, in a Christian setting, you know, you yeah. can do that. It's like, why are you getting so wound up? Should we just ask Holy Spirit? You could do a little mini so as a woman. Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. like, you know, like, let's just hand that over to him and yeah. see what he's got to give you in return and then, and then let me go deal with the other person. Yes, yeah. As and when is necessary. So, so that, again, you hit the yeah. nail on the head. It might be that you talk to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you might just want to give them a brief description of this, the things we talked about last week, the different styles. It's like, you know what, I think you've just got a different style for that person. Yeah. You know, and, and you're getting wound up because you're coming from a different perspective. Well, let me just explain their perspective so that you have an understanding of, of the, the angle that they're coming to life at. Because mm-hmm. it does help when, when we understand... You know, like when, when I did this course, and I did another course called Life Languages as well, which you can do on online if you want to. Um, I think it's £80 for a profile these days. Um, but I, I suddenly realised why me and my mum clashed a lot. Right? Love my mum to bits, and I know she loves me to bits, but especially as a teenager, you know, like we just, I really couldn't work her out sometimes. And, and, Having sat down with her as an adult and talked it through, she couldn't work me out either. <laughs> like, yeah. um, but I did the course, the Life Languages course, and suddenly I realised that, you know, I'm this administrator, shaper sort of person, and that they call it on the Life, on the life Languages course. And I come at life very logically, very sort of like, whereas my mum is definitely pastoral. Yeah. Highly emotional, loving, caring person. And she just comes at life out of her emotions. And we've clashed. And, and, but once I understood that, I actually said to her, Mum, I need to talk to you about this. I need to explain to you 
life languages and, and we, I went through it with her. So, so I sat down with my mum and I just said, oh, this, is, this is where I think we've clashed. And since then, we've, we've really not yeah. clashed. Because I explained to her where, where life, where I'm coming from. And I have an understanding of where she's coming from. And so, you know, like if there's a potential sort of, and I can see it sort of rising, I just step back, yeah. let it cool down and then come back in again. And, and we've been absolutely fine. You know, like, so, so again, it's, it's, it's you understanding and then you helping other people to understand as well. So like if, you know, your friend, someone in your group comes up to you saying this about this person and that person, you can maybe, that might be something that you can do, just do a little lesson on life languages or um, communication. You're actually thinking that they're thinking mm-hmm. something, and it's completely because you start yeah. to touch right consideration, interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 And and yeah. So when you are sitting down with someone, also leave room for them to to talk back. Yeah. You know, to to explain why they did what they did, or you know, like or maybe they don't know why they did what they did. But, but just to sort of like listen to them and find out, you know, because that's all about honouring as well, isn't it? You know, you're just yeah. listening and finding out mm. where they're coming from. But would you start first or at the end? Is this time for the person? Probably more in the middle. So I think personally, I'd explain to them why we're having this conversation, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, start with the the sandwich approach, what I think is great about them and really glad that they've agreed to see me and um, I really appreciate them taking the time. Um, just a few things I want to talk to you about. This is what I've observed. These are the problems I think. Give my feedback and then I think I'd give them space to speak. Just so that it's, they're clear as to why we're having the conversation. You know, like, I think I've pretty much covered everything. Unless there's any more comments. That didn't take long, did it? But if, if as a particular, like, if you can figure out the style of the person that you're about to talk to, that will be really helpful. So you might actually have to think and rejig your own personal style in that moment so that you can communicate on their level and come from their, their angle and their perspective. Yeah, there was like some more 
would you ask them to come into your office and sit down and talk to you? Or for a coffee is there any different from you at like an older person? Or would you just prefer you like me there? No, no, it's a good question. No, no, it's not something I've thought about. Probably if it's a young person, then I might involve the youth leader. Yeah. yeah. And someone that they're comfortable with. Yeah. So in the first instance, I might get, in in Kingsway's case, Nikki, to have the conversation with them rather than it be the seat. Yeah, yeah. And again, you know, like in the church setting, it might be that you... You talk to the cell leader, and the cell leader is the one that talks to the person. So it doesn't necessarily. Have to be you. Yes. Yeah. I think I'd still be open and honest with them about what I think the issue is and what I would be expecting them to change. Um, in a workplace, you've often got policies and procedures um, that you can also fall back on. Um, you, you know, like in, in a workplace, there, there are certain behaviours that are that is expected. So. You know, let's say, for example, someone keeps turning up for late, late for work. You can fall back on the procedure that says you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You've got to turn up on time. Um, it's better not to use policies and procedures. If you remember from the first week when we were talking about relationship, so you want to, you really want to start by approaching the issue through relationship, rather than falling back on policies and procedures in the first place. But if at the end of the day the person doesn't change and isn't willing to and they keep sort of like disrupting the group and causing problems, then you're going to have to start following your policies, the work-based policies and procedures. But if you can deal with the issue from an honour and a love perspective through relationship, then then I think you'll have far greater success coming at it from that way Um, rather than, you know, just saying... You're doing this and the policy says that. It's better to use love and grace because love wins. Thank you for listening to the I Destiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.